All right, gather round. It is the 28th of June, 2021. This show comes to you each and every weekday at about this same time from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. The Eric Zane Show podcast begins now. Hey. Hey. Hi, Sarah. Hey, this is Blue State Rob, and you're listening to the Eric Zane Show podcast, a show hosted by a liberal Republican whose ancestry dates back to the small country of Armenia and fueled by bouts of anxiety and adult attention hyperactivity disorder, also known as ADHD. It's not the best, but still better than radio. Anyway, here's your host, Eric Zane. Poor Rob, he got shut out of Friday's Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. It's like, send me a link. And I, I was like, I, I don't, I missed it. Uh, welcome. Okay, so the weekend was a complete washout. Good morning to you all. Special hello to my cousin, John. How are you, buddy? The weekend was... Uh, Super, uh, super rainy, super humid, uh, humid. I said humid. My God, it's going to be like this today. Holy crap. Get your shit together, dummy. Uh, but still, uh, all in all, a fantastic weekend. No complaints. Never have complaints. The only complaint I have is that I don't know what it was with the amount of moisture falling, but uh, uh, I made the mistake of letting the dogs out into this uh, particular spot that they shouldn't be in when it's rainy and uh, that well, they, they came into the house completely covered in mud, and uh, uh, Bruce and O'Neill found something to roll in, and uh, I don't know if it was activated by the rain, and it uh, I, it smelled it's a smell of rotting something. Something is dead in the area that they're in. I don't know if it's a bird. They found a frog to roll in. It doesn't take much. Okay, something's dead, and they're like, oh my god, just so. Uh, so empowered to roll in it and what a uh, what a what a primitive uh, primitive creature the dog is and this is uh and this is be- the fact that we seek dogs out and like take them into our homes and we love them so much and we 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 can't uh, some of us cannot survive without a dog but what a uh, what a disgusting uh, uh, creature a dog is. Let, let's, let's be perfectly honest here. They uh, take a dump, and sometimes they'll have actual shit still on their ass. They come walking into your house. Uh, they, they don't care how muddy they are, that they are. They, they love to be dirty. They're like pigs, okay? Pigs and dogs are about the same level of gross, in my opinion. Uh, some of them eat poo, like freaking O'Neal here. Uh and then, you know, uh, let's go find the worst, most foul-smelling thing and roll in it. So, actually, the way this all broke down is uh, O'Neal, I'm sitting there uh, reading, and then he's next to me, and I'm like, what is that? Is that me? Do I smell this? And I'm actually going, I'm like sniffing my pits, sniffing my my feet, and I'm like, did I? Am I, am I this bad? And I'm like, and it never, it never once occurred to me that it was the dog. And, and that's what's remarkable about this. I'm like, what? Uh, and then finally it dawns. Me, I go, oh, my God, you it's you. So I'm like, OK, I have to go to uh, uh, wrestling. So uh, I'm going to uh, can you can someone give O'Neill um, a bath? 
So they did. And then as while I was still at wrestling, they, they let uh, Bruce out and he did the same thing. And so I come home and they go, yeah, Bruce found the same whatever it was that O'Neill rolled in and now he stinks. I'm like, holy crap. So uh, uh, he um, typically Bruce would lay in, in Maddie's bed and snuggle up with him because she loves him so much. And uh, she goes, I'm not he's not coming to my bed. And I go, well, OK, this is 10 o'clock at night. Uh, I mean, I don't want him. I mean, you're going to get up early and give him a bath. No, I go, well, OK, now he's in here with me right now. It's because when I got home, I was like in the, in the middle of this driveway, in the middle of the night, I'm giving the dog a bath and he's freaking out. He hates it. He just hates uh, getting a bath. And there I am giving the damn dog a bath because he smells like shit. Uh, but nevertheless, we made it. But just, uh, I mean, dogs are so damn gross. Seriously. Ugh. Uh, yesterday was the day that we headed out to uh, see the uh, Independence Pro Wrestling event. Now, I, there's only one other time that I've been to something like this, and that was in the South when I lived in Knoxville. Uh, you know, these, these people put on a promotion or a show, and, uh, you know, you're going to... Okay, so very, very uh, small-time operation at the one back in the day, okay? At that one at the Walmart parking lot in, uh, in uh, north of Knoxville, Tennessee, that was when I was actually involved. I was, like, the guest manager for some dude who was wrestling. I forget his name. And uh, uh, he, my guy had the championship belt, and so I walk in, and I'm holding the belt up for my guy or whoever is. But I, again, I cannot believe I forgot his name. It's been so long. And so my role in this is to be the heel manager. And I pissed off some old lady. I was just talking with Allison from Harbor Humane about this because she was at this event with me with her husband, Brad. And some lady was eating a uh, Tootsie Roll pop. She had it in her mouth. And I incensed her so badly that she grabbed the sucker and out of her mouth and whipped it at me. And it actually hit me in the face right above the eye. It's a oh my god it's crazy bitch i'm like holy shit this is incredible the way this is supposed to go is all i'm supposed to do is stand there on the apron not not the apron on the floor outside of the ring and uh put on a show heckle the fans and that's it but then i have one other other deal where um my wrestler is going to um He's holding on to the guy he's wrestling who's the good guy. And I have to take the championship belt, get in the ring, and hit the guy with the belt. Except the guy's going to duck, and I'm going to hit my own guy. It's going to knock him crazy, unconscious, or whatever, and the good guy's going to pin him. Okay, so he didn't tell me to hit him with the flat side of the belt, like the the face of it. Uh, That would cause – I hit him – this belt, the metal part of the belt, had a huge, uh, it, it would stick out further than the actual leather part of the belt. So it was the, the, the edge of it. And so I hit him with the edge of it. And holy shit, he started bleeding like a stuck pig. Just whammo. I mean, it hurt him. And uh, so there was no fake in that. He went down like a ton of bricks. And he's bleeding on the mat. It's huge gash. Open him up. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. We got out, we got out of the ring afterwards. He's, he's holding his blood pouring out of his head. Oh, my God. So that's the other only other time I've been to one of these events. So, you know, I mean, uh, the small time deal in terms of uh, uh, 
you know, local. It's 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 a couple hundred people. And but I got to tell you, these uh, every single one of these people uh, did an amazing job. I had so much fun at this event. Holy crap. Do they do a great job? And let me tell you, um, small town promotion and name only uh, local promotion. You know, you, you might think it's going to the quality of what they did out there. First of all, they, they had a storyline kind of woven into in throughout the deal and just just seeing some of the moves these guys have learned compared to when like wrestling uh, was, you know, I mean, just to see how uh, more athletic the, uh, you know, maneuvers have gotten. I mean, they are flying through the air. I could, I was just floored by it. We had such a great time. So, uh, I told the dude who runs the promotion, Josh, I go, I'm going to heckle the shit out of your wrestlers. And I did, but I think that word got back to the very first guy who walked out. And I think, I think this guy's name, I hope I'm getting this right, is Nick Cream. That's what he comes out, uh, that's who he's introduced as, Nick Cream. And it's just cream on the back of his shorts, his wrestling trunks. And he comes walking out, and he sees me, and right away, he just goes right to town making fun of me, making fun of my nose, and just being super intimidating. Oh, my God, was this hilarious. And he is uh, he's, he's talking to me from the ring. He's calling me Big Bird because of the size of my nose. And, and everybody's just laughing, you know? And it's great. And uh, he's wrestling some, I forget the guy's name. I think his name was... Um, Colonel, Colonel something. It's he. He was a younger guy. One of those. One of those more slightly built wrestlers who's like a flyer, you know. And uh, there, there was at one point, um, they had it. I don't know if it was worked out or what, but uh, Cream was in the ring, and then he was out of the ring, and then he sits on my lap. Okay, he actually does it intentionally. Sits right on my lap with his sweaty, leaky creamy body is seated on me and i'm like oh my god what the fuck is going on holy shit and then he gets up while the dude in the ring has uh thrown himself off the ropes and comes flying uh through the ropes onto cream and he hits him and then they both go they both fly into me i'm covered in man and i'm like holy shit it was incredible so uh, th- it was uh, it was just a spectacle. It was an absolute spectacle. Uh, Joey Williamson was there. He witnessed it, um, and it was I I had so much freaking fun. My God, it was um, absolutely absolutely an amazing time. So they, uh, in fact, Josh, go Josh, go. Uh, of course, uh, years on the radio, I worked, uh, uh, not side by side with him, but, uh, in the same building. And then he, uh, he filled in from time to time on BBL. Uh, Rob says, is that the same shirt from the wrestling event that you wore? Uh, yeah, I think it is. I think everything that I'm wearing right now is exactly, uh, <laughs> what I wore. Sarah says, so you, were you covered in cream? Absolutely. Tyler says Eric's dream come true. Men flying right into him. All right. It was, it was a little bit, I was a little bit turned on. No, but, um, they are having another event, I guess in a couple of weeks in battle Creek. They're trying to set the stage 
for uh, for that event by by establishing the storylines. In this, okay, it's a kid event, but oh, wait a minute, I, I need to back up. They it's billed as you know family fun, but they you know it's kind of like um, family fun for like maybe a kid who lives in a trailer who may have seen some you know mom and dad screaming obscenities at each other or something like that. Colonel of the Clapping Cheeks was the other guy. His name is Colonel of the Clapping Cheeks, which what a name for a wrestler. Colonel of the Clapping Cheeks. And he's got this great big afro, and he's skinny as hell. And what he does, this is a perfect, this is the first hint that I thought that this was not exactly an event for little kids. Okay? Uh, Well, it is, but they don't care. And so these hillbilly kids are sitting there in the audience and Colonel of the Clapping Cheeks, he comes into the ring and then he gets on the turnbuckle like, hey, you know, I'm Colonel of the Clapping Cheeks. And then he sticks his finger out and then with his other hand, he makes a hole and he starts like doing finger in hole like like fucking symbol or, or, or butt sex. I don't know what this guy is doing. And that's his thing. He just He just does that in front of people all the time of a wiener going into a hole. And I'm like, what What am I seeing here? So Colonel of the Clapping Cheeks is the one that was taking on Nick Cream. So we have set the tone very sexually for this show. A lot of androgyny in this. There was, uh, I don't, it was just bizarre. Um, God, it was, a, there was like a, uh, some, some weird, um, uh, very sexual man-on-man sexual homosexual vibe going on between these other two guys i i don't i don't know the names yet of all the wrestlers but there was a lot of uh uh and then this one guy comes out this one guy comes out and he kind of looks like he's in the michigan militia and um he's got a bad attitude he's a he's a heel and uh I forget who he was wrestling, but he comes out and he goes walking by us in the front row and we're going, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like kind of clapping, but we don't know who to clap for. And he looks at us. He goes, shut the fuck up. I don't need your fucking cheers. (laughs) He walks right by and then he uh, he gets in the ring and then he, uh, he gets on the turnbuckle into the same spot where like Colonel of the clapping ass cheeks, Colonel of the clapping cheeks was doing the finger in the whole thing. And he just starts giving the middle finger for no apparent reason to these people. There's all these kids. And then there was a moment where this one guy, his uh, his angle is that he's a businessman or something like that. I, I again, I'm I'm pretty pretty new to all of this to the storylines. And he's he comes out in like a suit and sunglasses, like he's supposed to be some uh, uh, Wall Street businessman or something like that. And and so he's talking about how rich he is. So he says he's going to give $500 to anybody who will get into the ring with him right now. And then some skinny fucker uh, comes out. And I'm telling you, this guy weighs like 80 pounds. And he gets in the ring with this big, giant CEO dude. And um, CEO dude gives him $500. And then skinny shit turns around to count the money and big ceo guy bashes his skull in and just beats the hell out of him and the money goes flying and then 
uh, one of the $100 bills, I think there was a little kid in the front row that got the fucking money. And then so I'm like, holy shit, this guy just lost 100 bucks. So uh, then the dude gets his money and then he leaves. Then there was this, um, I don't know what uh, what what it was. There's There was this one guy, his gimmick was he was a soccer player, I think. it was there, Some of the gimmicks, I'm like, what's going on here? I, I'm, I'm just not up to speed, and it wasn't their fault. I just don't know. And he comes out with a soccer jersey on and soccer, soccer shorts, and he wrestles another guy, and the other guy beats his ass, beats soccer guy. It was, yeah, it was Michigan militia guy, beat soccer guy's ass. Soccer guy is laying in the middle of the ring, and then some enormous dude with uh, like a luchador mask with bullhorns coming out of it. I don't know what this guy's name was. And he doesn't even wrestle. He just comes into the ring and takes and kicks soccer guy's ass for another round. I mean, the, the dude's already all fucked up laying on the ground. And this guy, and I guess this guy never wrestles, this big guy with a mask. He never actually wrestles a match. He just once a show, whoever gets their ass kicked. He just goes out there and, and beats him up some more, I guess. So I was like, what is going on here? And then there was more androgyny and more man-on-man action. It was it was very gay. It was uh it was uh, there was a lot of uh gayness involved in this. And I it, it, I loved it. I, I could say that this might have been the the most man-on-man action I've seen in a long time. A lot of a lot of man and a lot of kernel of the the finger in the hole going on got kernel of the clapping cheeks wrestled twice twice he came out and wrestled like what's going i think they were short a man or something like that so i i highly recommend you joining me at the next one now there's one i guess in battle creek in a couple of weeks there's no way in hell i'm gonna make that but there's also one that they're doing on july 24th in Muskegon, and uh, what was it described as? Um, they're doing an event uh, on the USS LST 393. In Muskegon, right there on the lake, is a, um, this, this ship is a, what is it described as? A tank landing ship, okay? Uh, in D-Day, World War II, the USS LST-393 uh, landed on the beaches of Normandy, France, and then the big thing goes down and a few tanks are inside of it, and they just start boom, boom, starting to shoot the bad guys. Well, this thing survived the war, and now it's a museum uh, in Muskegon, Michigan. So they're going to have the event on the boat. So how great is that? So... Uh, that is July 24th, uh, Independence Pro Wrestling. They have a Facebook page. They have a YouTube channel. And uh, I will be, let's see, July 24th. Am I doing anything? Am I out of town? I hope not because I really had a good time at this. It appears to be open. So I'll pencil it in right now. It's Saturday the 24th of, uh, of July. All right. So a good time had by all. It was me, uh, uh, Allison from Harbor Humane and her husband. Okay. Uh, ben Glaze was next to me. And then Stu McAllister, Rainbow Flag Jeremy, and Rainbow Flag Rico. We laughed and laughed and laughed. 
Stu went to three wrestling events over the week. I'm like, Stu, what are you doing? He has pals that work in this industry, I guess. He, he was at one on Friday. One on, he actually drove home from Louisville Saturday and um, or Sunday. He did one Saturday in Louisville and then uh, drove home Sunday morning and directly to this one. Um, what the hell else was I going to say? Oh, my God. I have never seen more people in one place uh, utilizing a cane to ambulate. I don't know what it was, but we had a high level of uh, medical supplies, medical equipment in use for the audience. Um, so I don't know why that is, but if I'm Josh Raymond, I look to get the next event sponsored by one of the local hospital supply companies or have maybe like a... Uh, a booth set up. You can sell this. You can take this idea to like uh, one of those people that uh, test you for sleep apnea or something like that. Because I think that a high number of the people that were in attendance uh, may need a cane or perhaps uh, some device to ambulate or may struggle with sleep apnea. I was. I don't know what it was. I was just Josh Ortega was there. Ortega. 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 Comedian Josh or it was a, it was a who's who of loser comedians with Ben Glaze, Stu McAllister, and Josh. Holy shit! All right, welcome in. I hope you all had a great weekend. Uh, you know, I uh, I know the weather's been kind of wonky depending on where you are. Some places is super hot. Some places are rainy and flooding. Oh my god! But uh, hope you had a good weekend. Uh, this, of course, is a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. This is the Eric St. Show podcast. Several ways you can get it. If you are uh, into just downloading the audio podcast, thank you, as always. Download it on your favorite platform, or you can pick it up or just uh, subscribe to it. Pick it up. Subscribe to it at ericstshow.com. Subscribe, rate, and review. I appreciate that. On Facebook, Facebook is brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV, the live stream happening facebook.com slash eric saint fan page twitter a periscope video brought to you by blue frost it if you would retweet it with a snarky comment that would be nice youtube the almighty youtube eric saint show on youtube instagram brought to you by the mario flores lakeshore team of van dyke mortgage follow me at eric saint show and then send me an email if you have anything at all you want to say and a lot of you did i was uh, fighting on two fronts with some of you morons uh, Eric at EricZaneShow.com is what you can do to find me. Email brought to you by Shoreliners Striping. Okay. I did Who Are These Podcasts this week. Thank you to those of you who uh, enjoyed the show. It was um, published yesterday. Uh, I heard from Matt Kuypers. He said, hey, I like this one better than your first one. And then I heard the same thing from Pellerito. I am not opposed to reading emails where people say nice things about me. Matt says, Zane, got to say, I listened to both the first and second time that you were on WATP today. Definitely more funny and more laughs the second time that you were there. Unsure if you were more comfortable, but definitely better the second time. Keep it up, dumb shit. Sign Matt Kuypers. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate that. Pellerito. Sophomore performance did not fail. Well done. Better than the first. Better prepped. 
and better chemistry. Rolled, gelled with Carl and Andy really well. Times of it, it felt like old free beer and hot wings and took me back. You played your hand strong when needed and laid low when needed. Great job. He says, I also have a niche to do something with that Philly fanatic quitting his podcast audio. What a great rant. Yeah, that sure was. If you missed it, you can, of course, uh, listen to Who Are These Podcasts? That is the name of the show, in case you don't know. Talked about it so much, there's no way you couldn't. Uh, Who Are These Podcasts? Wherever you download podcasts or at whoarethese.com. A show where they listen to podcasts, review them. We rip them a new one. We play clips. We have a great time. Okay, uh, so in that show, we reviewed um, the Tiger Belly show with uh, comedian Bobby Lee. We uh, talked a lot about Stuttering John, talked a lot about Opie, uh, Alex Jones losing his mind at a live show, completely drunk. Uh, the Philly fanatic quit during his podcast. That was awesome. And then I had to roast Carl. Uh, Carl, <clears throat> like anyone who does anything, hang on. Excuse me. Carl has uh, doing podcasting so much, you're, you're bound to have crutches. I know I have them. And uh, what I mean is things you say too much. Uh, I picked up on Carl's crutches some time ago and started to keep a running file of them. And I titled this. Um, how did I title it? Insanity doesn't make any sense. Insanity doesn't make any sense. Makes no sense. It's insane. That's an insane thing to say. It doesn't make any sense. He trashes everyone. It's insane. This is so much projecting. It's insane. Explain to me how this makes any fucking sense. Even Roseanne Barr is like, you're not making any sense. <laughs> no, it didn't make any fucking sense. That's why it, it didn't. Yeah. It doesn't make any fucking sense. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. It doesn't make sense. It's, it's insane. That's an insane thing to say. It's insane. It's insane. It's insane. <laughs> okay. Uh, played that for Carl and Andy. Uh, everybody got a kick out of it. It was fun. So uh, you can check that out and enjoy that. Uh, several of you reached out to me and said, Zane, did you see the latest leg break? Well, boy, did I. And you're going to see it right now. Uh, this is uh, Josh Naylor. Of the Cleveland Indians. So I'm going to uh, uh, play the audio for you and then share the screen with you at the same time. Uh, and uh, when it comes to Muppety Flippity, yes, this guy did break. I think it's his left. Okay. Oh, boy, what the hell just happened? That is not right. Did I just share my own screen? Look at that. It's a, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I'm struggling. It was a it was a uh, video wormhole. Okay, hang on a second here. What am I doing? Share screen. Uh-huh. Okay, that's better. He is the uh, center fielder, I believe, in this clip. Dude kind of hits a Texas leaguer. Second baseman goes running out to center field. Center fielder comes in. And then you will see the collision. Naylor's the guy rolling around on the ground. Okay, here we go. Okay, hang on. Popped up, shallow right. Naylor, look oh. out! He is down in a heap and oh, he is hurt. Oh, oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. that's awful. Oh, that my. is a really bad injury. Okay, look at uh, That uh, is a uh, really uh, bad uh, injury. Uh, oh, man. Oh, no. 
Oh, oh my this goodness. This is not good. Oh. I'm not even sure oh, look we at want to look at that again. He is. That was a check swing. And watch. Here you go. Okay. Oh, it's it's his right. Okay. We need to do this. Jesus. We need to do this all again. We need to do this all again because you got to just watch his right leg. I told you left. So we have to uh, immerse ourselves in uh, in this. Okay. All right. So. Hold on a second. Damn it. Idiot. There we go. Popped up. Shallow right. Naylor, look out. He is down in a heap. He is hurt. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, that's awful. That is a really bad injury. Oh. That is a really bad injury. Oh, man. Yeah. So incredible. Oh, my goodness. This is not good. Look at this dude. Look at he can't I'm believe it. He's sure gonna puke. Want to look at that again. He is. That was a check swing. And I love how they go. We don't know if we're gonna look at it again. Oh no! Oh my God! It's backwards. It is backwards. Oh man! Oh, he said out. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's gonna make you turn uh, turn green right there. Holy shit. Mm. God. Um, oh, really rough. Because as you, uh, as you see this, okay, he's coming in really, really hard. This guy, the second baseman, has only been in the bigs like seven games. And then, boom, look at that. There, it's broken. Right here. Now, it's, 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 he hasn't hit the ground yet. And then right here, it's foldy. It's all foldy and cracky. Look at right here. Now, at this point, it's actually backwards. He's grabbing for it. The foot is completely uh, turned. Oh, my God. What? Okay. At that point, it has a new joint. Look at that. Oh. Oh, my gosh. Horrible. My favorite part is this guy, though. Look at him. He's like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Look at the look on this guy from the Twins. He is just shell-shocked by all of this. Oh, this this dude here is going to puke. Oh, horrible. The only thing that's keeping this uh, from being one of the worst of all time is it was only completely sideways for a brief instant. This guy can't believe it. He's on. He's 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 crouched down. He's gonna puke any second. There's nothing they can do for this dude. Oh. Uh, Jason says, looks like the ground snapped it. Kate says, poor bastard. He's wrecked. Kent said, Kent dropped the e at a u. Says, I want to puke too. Okay, so really gruesome. The announcers made it better because of their call of this. But uh, we're shallow I, I agree right. with Naylor, Tyler. Look oh. out. He is down in a heap and oh, he is hurt. Goodness. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, oh that's awful. That no, no, is a no, really no, bad no. injury. That is a really bad injury. Oh, man. Oh, oh, oh my oh, goodness. Yikes. This is not good. Okay. See, I'm not the the uh, quickness that they got out of the shot. And you only see an instance, a brief instance of Muppety Flippity. 
It's not that long. It does go total flop sideways. But I agree with Tyler. This is not this is not like uh, Hall of Fame material. Okay, this is not like bodybuilder breaking both uh, his legs falling off. This is not gymnast who lay, whose legs fell off. And this sure as hell isn't the uh, amateur wrestler who broke both his legs, um, who I think is doing okay. I think he's actually recovered to some degree. Uh, maybe maybe in the crowd walking around with a cane at the next wrestling event. I don't think he's going to wrestle anymore. But this, I'll give it a 6 out of 10, Tyler. I agree with you. Mm, wow. Oh, man. Absolutely incredible. Uh, yeah, we had that video wormhole there. What was that all about? I think I... I want to try if I can try doing that again. Look at that. It's like, wow. <laughs> it's, it's, I could sit there. It's like uh, putting two mirrors face to face. All right. Stupid. There you go. So that is your uh, Muppety Flippity leg break of the weekend. I got a lot of you that reached out and said, holy crap, Zane, did you, uh, did you see this? I did. Thank you for sending it along. As always, send me uh, links to stories, Eric at EricZaneShow.com. Uh, still hard at work at Cameo as I approach 100 Cameos. I haven't, I think I've done 90, uh, it's somewhere in the 90s, uh, Cameos since this all got started, uh, however long ago that I started doing that. And uh, I love doing that. It is so much fun. Uh, and it's dirt cheap too. $15.99 if you want a personal shout out. Okay. Hire me on Cameo. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. I, I tell you what, I put my all into those. They're usually all one take. Uh, I don't just sit there and read what you tell me to read. I basically you you just basically tell me uh, how how uh, clean or dirty you want it. You just tell me who my audience is. Like uh, Adam and Houghton Lake, he says, "Oh man, hey, uh, you gotta you gotta do one for my better half, Michelle." But I don't want you swearing like an idiot. So I didn't. You know, I mean, I, I'm 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 here. You're the boss on cameo. Or if you have somebody that needs to be roasted and really, I, there was one time I happened to be in the backyard and uh, one of the dogs was taking a pee and I got up close and personal and said, this is what should, this is where your face should be. It was horrible. Uh, that It gives you an idea of how uh, gruesome or not gruesome they can be. I've done them for kids. Hey, we love, the, my kids love your dogs, Zane. Daisy for the win. All right. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. My friends at Horizon Hydroponics, I think I, uh, I'll be over there visiting them just uh, not this week, but next week for another edition of Growers 101 with John from Horizon Hydroponics. If you're growing anything, make sure that you uh, bang on their door for the uh, right fertilizers, soils, whatever, it, uh, whatever you need for a excellent grow uh, during this outdoor season. You can pick up the supplies in person at Horizon, Horizon Hydroponics on Alpine and Grand Rapids, the Growers Outlet in Byron Center, and, of course, Lansing in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Or you can buy this from anywhere in the USA, whatever they have to sell, at Horizon Hydroponics, online at horizonhydroponics.com. Call before you buy if you want so you can get the uh, lowdown about uh, whatever product that you're shopping around for. And uh, there you go. Let's see. I think they have an event coming up that they're looking forward to at Horizon Hydroponics, uh, which is always cool because you can get free stuff. Let's see here. Grow Throw 2021. 
two rounds custom disc big is this like hippie fucking uh uh you know frisbee what do they call that ultimate frisbee frisbee golf froth okay there you go that's what you do if you're a grower you probably play this which it, you know what frankly it looks fun um I never knew what those things were with the chains in the parks. I'm like, what are these things? Is this where you hook up your dog? No, that's where the Frisbee goes in. Uh, sponsored by all these great products. There you go. Uh, as you can see, the website is very user-friendly. Uh, any of these supplies you might need. Um, videos with John um, from the uh, from Horizon Hydroponics. He is the guru behind all of this. Special offers, save, store locations. It's all there at horizonhydroponics.com. Great group of people over there. Love the fact that they support this show. All right. Also, thank you to Cornhole America. If you need a set of cornhole boards, uh, and I'm talking about the best, you will only need to buy one set of these cornhole boards. This is the last set of cornhole boards you're going to have to buy. Cornholeamerica.com makes a great gift. You can put whatever you want onto a set of cornhole boards. Reach out to them through their website, cornholeamerica.com. Whatever logo you want, okay? Maybe you can uh, pull a still off of the uh, IPW, Independence Pro Wrestling video of Nick Cream sitting on my lap, which I think there will be a uh, video available once they produce it, because they were recording the whole thing. So I'll be able to share that with you. You'll be able to see exactly how it went. God, that was great. You can put a still of Nick Cream sitting on my lap. What? Uh, and put that on a set of cornhole boards. Uh, all there at cornholeamerica.com. Okay. Um, I also had a very eventful weekend this weekend doing limo driving. You're like, Zane, what is that? What are you talking about? Some of you may or may not know that I have a side hustle and I drive limo. And, um, okay, so I, I, I do this about as often as I, as I want, just the right amount of time, okay? And, I, I, frankly, I turn down a lot of jobs. Hey, Zane, can you uh, do this uh, on this day at this time? I, no, I can't. I actually should take more. It's really a great gig if you can get in there. I know I've been trying to get Jason Schaefer in there, but for some reason, this is how it went. It was so frustrating. Um, the folks over at the, at the limo place were like, hey, we need drivers. Do you know anybody who has the appropriate licenses? And I go, I, I got just the guy. Yes, he could start today. He's the best. Oh, my God. We so need him right now. This has to happen. And I'm like, okay, great. So I, like, touted the job. It's, uh, it's, it's actually pretty damn lucrative if you do it full time. We're talking. You can make some great money. Uh, and so then that was that. And then uh, Jason reached out. And then he kept reaching out. And then I kept reminding them, hey, wait a minute. Didn't you say you needed Jason to reach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what what the hell's going on? It's like, are, are, are we catfishing him here? What the hell just happened? So uh, I'm like, okay, I don't know what's going on, but I'm done trying to recommend people to try to get jobs because I, I get people's hopes up and then you never call them. What the hell happened? I don't know. I guess once you're in, you're in. But for the longest time, the poor guy was waiting. I was like, Jesus. Okay. So folks over at the limo place were like, Zane, can you do... Saturday, 11 o'clock. 
Absolutely. No big deal. This is simple job. The easiest job there is. Couple just gets married. All you got to do is pick them up from the venue, drive them eight miles to the hotel, and that's it. No big deal. This is so easy. The only bummer about this job is that I want to be in bed. Usually that's bedtime for me, but I'm like, you know what? I'll take it. Saturday night was great. No big deal. Um, get on my gay magician outfit and off I go. Now, uh, I've got it timed where, um, I mean, this place is 15 minutes, actually 17 minutes from where I'm getting the car. I get there at, I get to where I need to be to pick up the car at the garage. Uh, half an hour before 11, so 10.30. And that, and, I, and I have to, it's only a 17-minute drive, so I've got plenty of time, okay? And the car is just a sedan. It's not a, it's not a full limo. It's just a sedan. It's a very nice car. It's a nice Lincoln. And um, so all I got to do, go in, get the key, step out, grab my clipboard, get in the car, and go. I'll be there 10 minutes early, which is perfect. I get in there. I look where the keys are. There's no key. Now, this happens from time to time. Now, you have quite literally dozens of vehicles. You have an entire wall full of keys, and they're very organized. And I'm like, wait a minute. Some driver must have used this thing and taken the keys home. There are no keys. So I'm like, what the so I'm freaking out. I'm like, uh-oh. So the clock's ticking now. I called dispatch. They got a 24-hour dispatch here. And I don't know what the deal was, but um, the person is on. You ever, like, talk to somebody on the phone, and there's a delay, and you can't quite figure out. It's, it's frustrating because you say something, and then, like, two seconds passes, and then they respond to that. But in that two seconds, you think that they're not hearing you, so you say more words. Yeah, it was one of those deals. So I... I still don't know if I was even on the phone with this person, if I was actually speaking to them, because it took me forever to figure out that there was a delay. And I thought, are they talking to me or is there, did, did they pick up the phone, set the phone down, and then they're talking to somebody else through dispatch? I was very confused. But finally, I think they were talking to me the whole time. I realized that, but it was I was way confused. And uh, so I'm getting frustrated. I'm actually losing my patience with the dispatcher and i go look i i need keys here i got a i got a customer's waiting they just got married they want to i mean this is this is bad this is bad 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 hurry up what's going on justin's gonna call you justin's in charge he calls me hey man uh so he tries to tries to help me solve this problem and um we there's, there's nothing he can do and and uh he goes all right take a picture of all of the key wall. I need to see what's there. And I go, take a picture of the key wall. Why don't you just ask me and I'll tell you, why don't you, you know, if you say, Hey, is the, is the, is the transit van key or the transit vans key there keys there. And I'll, and then I'll say yes or no. Uh, so I don't know why. He, huh? So I, I hang on. I take a picture. I send it to him. He goes, okay. Third one from the left. You see that key there? I go, yeah. He goes, that's the that is the transit van. You're gonna take the van. 
And this holds like 15 people. This big ass van. It's it's very nice. And uh, he goes, just explain to the customer that uh, you had a mechanical. And I go, all right, no problem. So I'm still on time. I can still make it there. No problem. Okay, so this all happens from the moment I get there to the moment I pick them up. I, I've only told you one of the weirdo things. There are still, and they get progressively more weird. That was weird. But now I, uh, I get the keys and I go out to the parking lot. And um, I look and there is no van. There is no white van anywhere. And so I'm, uh, I, I'm actually wandering around the park it, uh, park it, the parking lot aimlessly. And I'm like, what the fuck? Now, over a course of like two minutes, I start to panic now. I'm getting more and more to the time where I'm going to be late. And I text, I call Justin, and it goes to this dispatcher again. I'm like, fuck, I don't want to talk to you. And I, uh, for it, the calls get forwarded. So then I send Justin a text. I go, dude, can you call me back? I can't find the van. Now, one thing about Justin is he never, ever panics. He never gets frustrated. He is always cool as a cucumber. And he goes, okay, the van is, and he explains where. And I'm like, yeah, it's not here. He goes, you're looking right where I told you to look. Yes. It's not there. No. I go, uh, there's, and I'm explaining the lay of the land, what I see. There's trolleys. There's a, there's a, there's this, there's that. He goes, there's no van. I go, no. And this continues on. Now, what you don't know is, what I don't know is, the van is not white. The van is black. So as I'm actually looking at the van that I have to take, I'm looking at it. I'm standing next to it. Okay? And I am saying, no, it's not here. All I see is a black van. And he goes, look at the side. Does it say transit? I go, yeah. He goes, that's it. I go, what? <laughs> he goes, I go, wasn't I looking for a white vehicle? He goes, no, I never told you you're looking for a white vehicle. It's black. That's it. That's the van. I go, oh, fuck. I was looking for a white. I go, Jesus. I go, you must, you must think I'm an idiot. And he just laughs in my face. And he hangs up. I go, oh, my God, fucking shit. Oh, no. So I was, it was there the whole time. I wasted 10 minutes. I'm now late. Okay. I am now going to get there late. And I'm like, uh-oh. So I right away, I call the customer and it, the bride and groom, the bride or groom does not pick up. It's like a maid of honor who picks it up. Hello. I go, yeah. Hey, uh, we had a mechanical issue. I don't tell her that I couldn't find the transit. Uh, I had to switch cars. No big deal. I'll be there like three or four minutes late. No big deal. Now, actually, it's like 10 minutes late unless I, I drive faster than I should. So I did. And, uh, okay, so you need to know this. That's two of three weirdo things that happen. Two of three. This last one is, uh, well, uh, okay, I'll just tell you. Um, I'm going down the road, and um, to my left, I see a cop, and red and blue, and he is going somewhere fast. So I stop at the light. He is going um, not the same direction. He's coming from like the uh, cross crossroad. It's, yeah, it's at an intersection. He makes a left. He's now in front of me racing to where he has to go. Uh, my light turns green. Off I go. I can see him in the distance. 
And then I see him getting closer. I go, oh, my God, I'm catching him. Holy crap. What the hell? Why isn't he going faster? I thought he had an emergency. Well, it turns out his emergency is right there. It's right on this road. Okay. There's an accident. And I'm like, oh, my God, I cannot be even more late. Come on. And um, everybody in front of me is turning around and going the other direction. Okay, now this is where I really rolled the dice. This was, okay. The cop is completely blocking the two lanes going the direction I'm going. There's a massive fire truck in the center lane. And then the two lanes going towards me are open. The long line of traffic is to the far right lane of the two lanes that are going the other direction. They're both open, but only everybody's staying to the far right. they like, oh, we want to be as far away from this as possible. I don't think I was supposed to do this. The cop... The cop, the guy who I saw, gets out of his car and he goes walking up and he's conferring with the firemen and the emergency crews about what's going on. And I still don't know what's going on. All I know is I'm supposed to not do this, I think. I totally went around that fire truck into the lanes that were coming towards me and then went past them. I went past the roadblock. Now I'm all alone. There's no other cars behind me. And I, I, I roll by a rollover. There's a car upside down, wheels up, and I'm like, oh, my God, what the fuck am I doing? And boom, gone. Holy shit, can't be late. Smell you later. Made it there uh, four minutes after 11. All happened in in the course of one ride. And she goes, oh, actually, she called me uh, right at at 10.59. And she goes, hello, this is so-and-so. I just got your message. You're going to be late. I go, uh... She goes, how long? I go, I'll be there in three minutes. She goes, oh, that's no big deal. No big, okay. Okay, see you soon. Phew. Bullet dodge, man. Ugh. Ladies and gentlemen, I released the uh, uh, Lost Zane recordings today. And um, I the full show is on my Patreon. But what I'm about to cover is featured in the free view. And, okay, I spend a good deal of time talking about this Ted Nugent interview. This happened July 20-something, 2016. This moment is probably, I I was starting to put puzzle pieces together in my brain that perhaps Tyler Doan may allegedly imbibe in things that he shouldn't before the work morning begins or perhaps uh, is having a uh, a delayed effect from the night before. I never really suspected that. Uh, There was uh, lots of rumors flying uh, uh, later on down the road about uh, our old pal Tyler Doan. I'll just leave it at that. But this moment in particular that I'm about to play for you had me going, wait a minute. What? Are you drunk? Is something going on that I'd, and I, okay, I'm going to play it for you right now. I'm t- telling this story about Ted Nugent. 
uh, because he's going to be on on an interview later in the show. And Ted's actually an excellent person to talk to. He's one of the best guests you could ever have because he always is engaging. Who gives a shit about his politics? Who gives a shit about whatever the hell he's freaking out about? He will compel you. He's compelling. So I've got Ted on um, later in the show. And I'm talking about the times that I've interviewed him and uh, making fun of him and doing an impression of him and all that shit. And then I turn to Tyler. And for some reason, he just says Motor City Madman which is Ted's nickname, but it doesn't come out Motor City Madman. It comes out a little bit wonky. Uh, this is that moment in time. I don't know what it is with Doan. He's got a very serious look to his face. Uh, well, well, yes, yes, young man. The Motor City Madman. Did you just call him Motor City Madman? <laughs> Doan, I, I, did you take some some uh, some some uh, Rufalon before you? I, I I don't know what it is about you. Some degree of slurring going on, perhaps some pie-eyed look. Oh yeah, there's no. He was his eyes were as red as he, were red as hell. A he's jolly like he said. The Motor City Man Man. The Motor City Man Man. The Motor City Man Man takes me right back. It seemed like I always got my most desperate because of Doan. Either falling asleep during the show, uh, making up a weirdo excuse to call out, or moments like this. The Motor City Man Man. He would also do impressions from time to time with that squeaky high voice. And I was often like, what the fuck is wrong with you? What is happening here? Ugh. Shit. I don't know what it is with Doan. He's got a very serious The Motor City Man Man. You can check that out. Free view of the Eric St. Joe podcast. Motor City Man Man. Impressive. Um, Jason says, regarding my story, so you were standing next to a black van and just discriminating against it. Wow, I'm disappointed. Then you wrote, please tell me you rolled up and asked to go through. No, I just rolled through. I had to, man. Uh, Terry, regarding uh, uh, the baseball player that got injured, Josh um, Naylor. Terry writes, "Ah, I'm behind again as usual. I had a similar injury playing baseball, but it was my arm. I looked like I had two elbows. Bone popped out of the skin about an inch one of our coaches fainted. Joey Williamson in the house. What a show last night, huh, Eric? Yeah, you missed it. I talked about it. Where were you, buddy? Does Cornhole America make finger-shaped bags, Rob writes. Hmm, interesting. Jason says we need a don't best of. No, we don't. All right. Okay, you can check that out on my Patreon or the Freeview. Speaking of Patreon, my goodness. Uh, a lot of content each and every uh, week up there on my Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Check it out for the Lost Zane recording. Smarter than a form, uh, former drug dealer trivia is another show we do on there. The Insane Asylum, the daily Patreon bonus, and then the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, which, my God, was great Friday. We had a fun time. You don't want to miss this, man. 
Uh, if you sign up, you get the full archive. Okay, it's not like you only get the new stuff. You get the full archive, five or ten bucks a month, and uh, off you go. Five bucks a month is just the audio. Ten bucks a month, audio, video, and live streams, all on Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric Zane, or you can uh, click on it on my website. We are doing paintball August 8th for paintball war number 15. And I need uh, RSVPs. Who's coming? Uh, Dale said he's going to be bringing his entire clan there. So that that's probably 10 right there. So I think we're going to have a pretty good crowd for this one. We'll, of course, be playing outdoors August 8th at TC Paintball. And if you, uh, whether you go or not, remember to keep TC Paintball in mind for your uh, uh, fun time adventure this summer, either on the weekend, during the week, whatever it may be, book a party. Gather your bro, uh, your uh, bro friends or your gals or the kids in the neighborhood, whatever it may be, and head on over to TC Paintball online at tcpaintballgr.com. This place is awesome. You will love it. A great time to be had for sure at TC Paintball. Fully stocked pro shop and just a great, great time. Book a party at TC Paintball. Okay. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage invites you to check them out. Uh, you can get a mortgage from anywhere in the USA with the exception of uh uh let's see south carolina maine did you hear that uh uh south carolina maine hawaii or alaska the mario flores lakeshore team of van dyke mortgage 231-332-6505 reach out to mario today or check him out online through my website ericsaintshow.com nmls number 30 35 you're gonna hate me but i gotta pee i have to pee Plenty more to talk about on this show. Terry says, I'm bringing the whole damn family on the way back from the UP. Are they all going to play? I would love that, Terry. All right. Uh, Back in a minute. Got to pee. Stay there and enjoy the dogs. Hang on. I was in a war on two fronts this weekend. There was so much stupidity. Um, I have uh, I have struggled to get a straight answer. This is this is my big pet peeve. All I want Dirk to do is admit that he does not listen to his doctor. It's always vaccine related, you know. He, he's he's just con- he's, it it never ends. Um, and so. From time to time, I'll get emails from him about the thing. And I always say, well, yeah, you know, I hey, call me crazy. But when it comes to important things like this, I usually just turn to my doctor. And that always, I don't know, apparently that's a problem. So I always just tell him, I go, yeah, dude, I, I would rather trust him than you uh, when it comes to like stuff about you know, health. Do you, I mean, what do you do? And so the latest this idiot sent me was a clip from Bill Maher. And he, he said, see, I'm right. Even Bill Maher agrees or some shit. And I'm like, what? I go, so hold on a minute. Let me back it up. Uh, 
Even Bill Maher thinks you're uninformed. And then he sent me some clip. I go, you mean Bill Maher, the comedian? So let me get this straight. You trust Bill Maher, the stand-up comic, more than your doctor. And he doesn't even, uh, he doesn't acknowledge that. His new uh, phrase is fear porn. Fear porn. Listen to the facts he discusses. I go, call me crazy. But I choose to get my information from my doctor, not a stand-up comic. Oh, a stand-up comic that bashes both Democrats and Republicans and quotes facts. I go, so that's a yes? Bill Maher over doctor. Got it. Dirk, you have cancer. Hang on, doc. Let me message Bill Maher to see what he thinks. He bashes Dems and Republicans and quotes facts. So I'm going to run it by him. What the fuck? Oh, what, a, what an exhausting life you lead. So that's one fucking moron I had to deal with this weekend. The other one is uh, this piece of shit, bleeding heart Brian. I don't know where this came from. Uh, let's see here. Okay, first of all, two things. He's, uh, two ridiculous things. He is firmly in the camp that Britney Spears is being held against her will. Uh, well, I, there's actually little doubt she's being held against her will. This crazy lady doesn't want to be under a conservatory anymore. Um, and and uh, he is firmly convinced that um, the dad is like evil and everybody's uh, just stealing Britney's money. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know if that's, I don't know if I take that at it. I don't, I don't know if I take Britney Spears talking in a manic voice going on and on about whatever the hell to a judge can be a woman with a elaborate mental health history as fact. I I think, uh, okay, here's your options. Dumb shit. Either she's crazy or there's dozens and dozens of people who are doing this to her and no one is the wiser. Are you telling me that all those people are involved in some conspiracy against Britney Spears and no one is going to be able to figure out that there's something wrong there. And so he writes all this shit and I go, Oh my God, well, breaking news, get to the, you got to let the judge know what you know, because of your information, you're going to free her because he's just going on and on and on about, uh, um, he says, put the money in a trust or an escrow. And I'm like an escrow. What is this? A fucking real, is this a mortgage? It isn't so much the fact about the money. Somebody needs to take care of her. She's sick. So we went back and forth about this. Okay. By all means, breaking news, get it to the judge. Good job saving the day. Let me guess. You watched the documentary and then fell into line like the dumb fuck you are. So there's two options. The first, she's nuts and cannot take care of herself. The second is a vast conspiracy involving hundreds, if not thousands of people. And then I wrote, you are becoming Dirk. The day continues. He sends me a screenshot. He sends me a screenshot. Somebody uh, sent Bleeding Heart Brian this, and he picks a fight. 
Do you know anyone that wants a nice family fifth wheel? You know, an RV to pull behind a truck. Do you know anybody that wants a nice family fifth wheel? And he wrote, no, I don't know anyone that wants white privilege. And uh, I wrote, I don't think, I don't, I don't get it. He says, I was insinuating that only white people can afford a family fifth wheel. And then he writes, the other person in this conversation may as well be Dirk and doesn't think white privilege or racism exists. And then I'm like, okay, keep Dirk out of it. He's already confused enough. So don't don't work him into this. I want to know what the fuck you're thinking. So are you telling me that if if someone wants to buy something, they should feel guilty and that a black guy can't buy things? Is that what you're telling me? And and he's like, "Well, yeah." And I'm like, "You are an absolute fucking moron." I go, so does that mean that, are you saying that if you, okay, let's say you save up your pennies for a year and a half and you're going to buy something nice with your money that you, with all the bullshit you tell me, are the type of idiot that you then go to where, well, let's say you're going to buy, let's say you're going to buy a trailer and you're going to pay cash for it because you worked hard and you saved up your money. And you go to the dealership and you go, hey, you know what? I really like this camper. I think I'm going to buy it. And the guy goes, okay, great. Well, this is what you do. You give me the money. You sign this. And then we give you the camper. Do you go, oh, wait a minute. I can't buy this because I earned this for because I'm white. I've got white privilege. And then you turn around and you donate this money to the NAACP. Fuck you. Oh, what a fucking asshole. I'm like, dude, you are too, oh, Jesus. You know, before I would call you Bleeding Heart uh, Brian, and I had, I would have kind of like, uh, you know, maybe just think that maybe there was some common sense would prevail from time to time. But you are, are the absolute worst human being on the planet today for thinking that anybody who buys anything nice gets it because they have white privilege. God, it's just fucking stupid to me. That is complete bullshit. Uh, he says, Monday's podcast is going to have a segment about this conversation, isn't it? Which is what, you know, that's probably what you wanted uh, uh, all along. Uh, I, I let, and my, my responses to him were all, um, I would record voice messages to him and actually send them to him. So I can't even play them for you because they, they uh, what do you call it? delete after you send them along but i was just ripping him a new one so i had two idiots who are polar opposite i had to deal see this is this is my life on a regular basis you get dumb fucks like dirk you get dumb fucks like brian okay uh like kind of surrounding me and i'm the only one that has i have to like hold them back their stupidity these two fucking morons uh, and then there's and then there's on different days I'll have to deal with the oversensitive. You know, I'm just I'm just I'm just fighting these wars from all of these fucking morons. Son of a bitch. Oh, that was gruesome. Okay. Saturday was the day. 
to take the NFK to the dock for his MRI. NFK MRI. Now, I'll tell you this. The quickest way to piss him off is to deviate from a plan. Okay? Do something a little bit different than what is originally planned. I had said to him, we've got to, and we do, we have a 930 appointment for the MRI. I look on his my chart, which is the app that tells you what's up. It says, get there at 9 a.m. And right away, I cringe. Oh, no. Uh, that means I have to break the news to him that we have to be there at 9. Now, this doesn't matter. It's not like he has anything going on. So I don't know where this comes from. But I know that if it says 930 and then you tell him closer to the departure time that we have to leave early or there is a change, it's going to be a problem. And it sure as shit was because Saturday morning I look at the app and it says, yeah, you got to be there at nine. They, they, they want you there at nine. They like to, for whatever reason. Who gives a shit? So I go, OK, um, yeah, buddy. Um, so. About 8, 8.20, we'll uh, start uh, making our way over to the car. And then, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get there just a little bit before 9 o'clock. 9.30. I go, yeah, um, about that. I heard from the hospital, from the uh, folks doing the MRI, and they uh, first visit, might be some paperwork to fill out. So, uh, you know, going to be there about 9 o'clock. They said 9, 9.30. I'm going to be there at 9.00, 9.30. 9.30 is time and fucking shit. Fuck. And he's getting pissed and he's flapping his arms. And I'm like, oh, God. And uh, the interesting thing is I had this conversation with him earlier in the day and he was half paying attention. And uh, so then he said, 9.30. And I go, yeah, I go, I go, remember we had that conversation, 9 o'clock? You and I spoke about it. And he goes, yeah. And so it's just a problem. He just starts ranting and raving and hollering. I'm like, oh, no, okay. I go, all right, buddy. Well, I mean, I, I'm just the messenger. That's all. That's my go-to. I, Hey, they, they told me nine. I, I got to get you there at nine. Man, he's frustrated. He is pissed. I also know that his doctor for the neuropathy said, hey, I need another blood test. Uh, I, I tested for a couple of things. It came back. Good, but I want to test it again. This is going to be a problem, too. So I say to him, I go, okay, buddy, uh, while we're there, we're going to get a blood test. Why? I explained it to him. He didn't like that either. He is just, he's pissed. He just hates going to a doctor. Uh, so this MRI is to, is to determine if his spine is fucked up. If his uh, spine is fucked up, they might want to operate on him to get, hopefully, make it so he has feeling in his hands and feet. Or, or it, this has nothing to do with it, and it's something else that's causing him the trouble, which could be, swear to God, Ham's beer. He, it might be that he just drinks too much. Okay? We don't know. This is what we're trying to find out. Like, okay, man, you got to get blood test. So we get there early enough. I go, hey, can we just do it now? And they go, yeah, go get your blood drawn. We sit down. He's waiting. Lady calls him in, closes the door. I'm standing there minding my own business, and then I hear, Eric! And it's the lady who's drawing the blood. I go, uh, and I come around the corner. I go, hey, yeah, what's up? She goes, 
Um, it says here that he has to be fasting, and he and uh, he right away because he's eating. He had something to eat. He starts freaking out. Arms are flapping. Oh no! Right in. The, I'm like, oh man. Oh god. And so I go, oh. And so I always play it cool. I go, and now in my brain, I'm like, oh shit, this is gonna be the big one because this is something different. You know, you have to any type of uh, adjustment or change leads to temper tantrums. So I'm like, oh. Yep, you know what? I should have thought of that. Uh, we'll come back. We'll come back in another day and get the blood drawn uh, after he's fasted. Okay, great. And he gets up and he's furious. He is so pissed off. He wants to strangle. So he walks through there, sit down in the waiting room for the MRI, and he's just seething. Um, MRI guy comes out. James? His name is James. His, Nick, his middle name is Kevin, so he's Kevin. Don't ask me why. That's a Kentucky thing. I have no idea. Uh, off he goes. Gets the MRI. And I have nothing more to report. Everything worked out. Everything was good. He con- it comes out of there in a good mood. Uh, but for a, a while there, I thought it was going to be touch and go. I thought it was going to be touch and go. Holy crap. Um. Yeah, 12-hour test, and says, so it doesn't throw the test off. Mm-hmm. Yep. Jason says, I'm white, can't afford a fifth wheel. Where's this privilege everyone keeps talking about? Shelly says, uh, I'm proud of what I have, and I take very good care of my things because I work so hard for me. Well done, Shelly. Joey hates going to doctors. Dirk says, change his name to White Privilege Brian. Yeah, I will, but we got to give you a nickname too because you were really stupid over the weekend as well. Joey says, bleeding heart Brian, more like bitch-ass Brian. Oh, my God. All right. That, 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 everybody came out of the woodwork with that story. Okay. Let's talk about the late, the chick at the Olympic trials, the hammer thrower. Uh, several people th- uh, sent me the story um, about this, asking my point. Is this, this might be something that you talk about, Zane. And I bet you're wondering where I'm going to land on this. Gwen Berry, you've never heard of her. By the way, this all works out for Gwen Berry. Everything was done right here. Because now the world knows who Gwen Berry is. If you're in the business for Gwen Berry and uh, you want people to know about who you are on the Olympic team and you want people to know about who you are in terms of what you stand for, this worked out. So if you're Gwen Berry, quit bitching because this is going to be absolutely what, you're, what you've been trying to do. She's been a uh, sports activist, uh, black lady who... You know, the typical, I mean, we've seen it a million times. She protests the anthem. I don't give a shit about any of that. People that uh, 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 do that, I'm over it. Okay, I've, uh, I've, I've said what I've, I mean, I understand. I get it. Um, I, I, I know why you do it. I've, um, I, I, I was the guy who didn't understand Kaepernick. I understand. And, um. I don't have a problem with anybody doing whatever they want. I'm a, now I'm of the I'm of the uh, uh, um, thought process that you have the right to do whatever the hell you want. 
If you don't feel comfortable with the anthem, I know where that comes from. I don't think it's I don't think it's anybody being disrespectful. I think actually it's more people just uh, trying to say I feel that there is too much injustice in this country. I get it. I'm with you on that. Uh, I will stand uh, because uh, I feel like um, in in my own in my own way. I look at this country and say, yes, it's absolutely not perfect, but I am still going to stand for the national anthem. Gwen Berry is not about the anthem. Okay, so during this uh, Olympic track and field trials, um, you had a moment where the anthem starts playing um, every night, and they don't do the anthem like every t- you see the image, I'll show it to you. Barry throws the hammer, which I, I I'm not even sure what the hammer throw is. I think it's like uh, this heavy ass thing on a chain, and you you whip around and you throw it as far as you can. It it doesn't matter what the hell she does, but uh, you can see right here. This is one of the other competitors. She took a bronze. She took third in this. She is going to the Olympics. Um, but she's looking the other way. She's pissed off because the anthem's playing. So uh, as it turns out that the anthem has always played at 520 during the Olympic trials. And this time it played at 525. And the, uh, the idea, the thought is that they, the people who were in charge of the event and the, I guess the person who plays the anthem was waiting <clears throat> till. Gwen Berry was out to see how she'd react. Now, in the past, she's held up the fist. She's done the old uh, black power thing for the national anthem, which we've seen that before. Uh, so she's uh, she's definitely pissed here. Now, let me just go over this uh, blow by blow so we can get all the facts here. You know I love facts, Dirk. For the past week, they play the national anthem one time a night at the Olympic trials. On Saturday, the song happened to start while Gwen Berry was standing on the podium after she got a bronze for the hammer throw. While the music played, Berry placed her left hand on her hip. She fidgeted. She took a quarter turn, so she was facing the stands, not the flag. Toward the end of the anthem, she picked up her black T-shirt with the words activist athlete emblazoned on the front and draped it over her head. Okay, so she's definitely not um, standing in the posture like you're supposed to when you hear the anthem. Okay, now again, this isn't a, a this wasn't a thing for like each athlete. These are all Americans competing. If this were the Olympics, they play the anthem of the uh, team that wins the gold or the person that individual that wins a gold. But it just happened to always play at about five twenty. This time it played at five twenty five, and so she thinks. It was a setup. It was done on purpose. I feel like it was a setup, and they did it on purpose. Barry said of the timing of the anthem. I was pissed, to be honest. Barry's reaction to the Star Spangled Banner was no, as notable as anything on the track on a blazing out Saturday, the second to last day at the trials. Um, Barry has promised to use her position to keep raising awareness about social injustices here in the U.S., My purpose and my mission is bigger than sports. I'm here to represent those who died due to systemic racism. That's the important part. That's why I'm going. That's why I'm here today. 
Okay, so she is not quiet in any way. You come to expect this from her. Again, I'd never heard of her before. I've heard of her now. Uh, great. That's, I mean, if you're her, you need to go up to whoever played the anthem, whether it was by accident or on purpose, and say thank you, thank you, thank you. Because now the world knows that I am here and I am, uh, I, this is what I'm all about. And uh, to me, I mean, if your if your point, the point of you doing that is to, to point out systemic racism, you, you've done it. I mean, you had, you, this is a good thing. So, but she's, she's pissed off that they played the anthem. Now, let me just say this. If you're worried about systemic racism and you're in a, you're doing something that nobody wants, well, a lot of people don't want you to do, um, and that is turn away from the flag or do anything but stand for the anthem. And, you know, I mean, you know how it is. Um, I would find you offended by what they did at playing the anthem to be hypocritical, in my opinion, because this is what you get. You take the good with the bad. If you're going to go and do something different at the anthem other than stand there, you have to understand that you might actually be pissing someone off who doesn't see what you see. And you better be willing to accept that. Because frankly, if you're doing this and say, hey, I can, I can do this, I, and, 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 uh, and, you're, and you're actually doing it, understand that there's another side to that. Some people who might actually take a shot at you or troll you in some particular way. This may have been a troll. I don't know. I don't know that. Um, it may have been they just did it late. Um, I would have to say that I, I, I personally don't believe that. I think that they did troll you. And um, I'm kind of glad they did. Because I think in the long run, you now have a dialogue, Gwen Berry, where people are talking about you and talking about what you stand for. And it also puts the people who are like, hey, hey, hang on a second. Fuck you. Here's the anthem. You've got them involved in the mix, too. I don't think anybody did anything wrong here. I don't think you did anything wrong by posturing the way you did during the anthem. I don't think you did a damn thing wrong. I don't think you've done anything wrong by trying to point out systemic racism in your own special way. And I don't think that anybody who played the anthem did anything wrong. I think the only thing that's wrong here is the butthurt on display by Gwen Berry. Okay? You seem like kind of a bitch with pouting and voicing that uh, you're butthurt because the anthem played. Tough shit. Deal with it. You know? You're lucky it happened, frankly. Because now, like I said, people are talking about you. Uh, and so while winner Deanna Price and second place finisher Brooke Anderson stood still on the podium with their hands over their hearts and stared straight ahead at the American and Oregon flags, Barry fidgeted, paced on the third step, turned away and finally grabbed her T-shirt. Quote, they said they were going to play it before we walked out, and then they played it when we were out there, Barry said. Well, too bad. But I don't really want to talk about the anthem because that's not important. The anthem doesn't speak for uh, the anthem doesn't speak for me. It never has. Oh boy. Uh, Barry's gesture drew virtually no reaction from the still filling stands. Yeah, they don't care. And they were and they were something far less than two summers ago when Barry raised her fist on the podium after winning the Pan Am Games. Um, that demonstration led to a sanction but ultimately pushed the U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Committee to commit to not punishing athletes who raise fists, kneel, uh, do whatever. Yeah, who gives a shit? And, and, and frankly, that's, that's the right thing to do. 
you know, um, let them. Who cares? It's a free country. Uh, Barry is heading to her second Olympics, and she saw that it will take what it will take to earn anything close to a similar moment in Tokyo. It is kind of weird, though, that you compete for the U.S. I mean, if in your field, hammer throwing, um, the only way you can be doing what you do is by playing for the national team. I don't know. But whatever. I don't have a dog in the fight, okay? Um, she she has, uh, I mean, obviously feels very strongly about that, and I, I'm not in the business of telling people how they should feel. I haven't walked a step in her shoes. All I'll say is she should feel blessed that they played the anthem because now everybody's talking about her and what she does. You, it's good for business. It's good. If your business is the business of Gwen Berry and the business of trying to uh, draw awareness for what you believe in, you succeeded. You succeeded because you bitched. So there you go. You should congrat. You should say thank you to whoever played the national anthem. Uh, let's see. Kenny says, I've always thought the Olympics were for people proud to represent their country. What the fuck is she even doing there trying out or whatever? Um, and says, too many people getting bent out of shape over flags and, saw, and songs. Nationalism's an ugly thing. Melissa calls Gwen Berry the asshole of the day. Dirk says, and it's the Olympics. It's all about various nations sending representatives of their countries. Jason says, we get it. You're pissy. You suck so much. You got bronze. Oh, come on now. Uh, Go back to your cashier job at Home Depot and put this all to bed. Nobody cares about your false narrative. Hmm. Kung Fu Grip says, and you voted Biden, so your opinion doesn't matter. Keep on hating your country, idiot. Oh, my God. Now there's fighting amongst the group. Joey says, hey, if they sit or they kneel, that's fine. Just don't bitch and cry when people are coming at you. I think my opinion lines up with Joey's, and that's scary because he's a fucking moron. Yeah, I don't care that she kneels. I don't care that you raise a fist. I get why you're doing it. I understand. Um, yeah, I, I really do. I, I won't do it. Um, but... Bitching when they play the anthem because you think they're out to get you? Shut up. That's why you're that's why you'd be an uh, uh nominee for the asshole of the day. Tyler says it seems hypocritical for her to represent her country in the Olympics if she so strongly opposes what goes on here. Yeah, a little bit. I think that that makes sense too. Uh, Melissa says locally, did you see there was a confirmed tornado in Lake Odessa? Yeah. I wonder if Pellerito had to head, uh, head to, uh, safety. All right. Kathy says, I don't care either. Do you? And I don't care either. Do you and move on? Do you and move on? She says, all right. Joey says it must be a moron that I listen to every day. Okay. I've got more coming up. Cannot wait to uh, talk about the Tour de France and to show you what happened there. Oh, my God. Okay. 
as you know, doing this podcast for coming on almost exactly two years and six months. That's incredible. I was talking with somebody about that the other day, and they go, wow, it's been a, it's just time has flown. Two years and six months. And uh, I've done it simply by, um, well, doing what I am doing right now. And then um, when I shut the camera and the microphone off, uh, trying to put sponsors uh, behind me with their signs, trying to sell the uh, podcast. And if you would love to be part of this, uh, what I'm doing here, reach out to me, eric at ericzanecho.com. All that is is me telling you how it works. It's uh, very affordable. Uh, the reach of uh, any radio show, yeah, larger, actually, and for a tenth of the cost. It's true. Eric at ericsaintshow.com. Just like A&E, heating and cooling. The multi-talented Joe Martinez, if you are in West Michigan, wants to service your air conditioning or install a new AC unit uh, using the Comfort Maker brand of air conditioners and furnaces. Reach out to Joe. He'll do the installation, and it'll be cheaper than everyone else. I can promise you that. Call or text 616-516-8579. Call or text 616-516-8579. And when you uh, sign up for a new um, AC install, he will put the Remy Halo air cleaning device into your air conditioning slash heating unit. That cleans all the air that it comes in contact with and converts harmful uh, bacteria, viruses, including COVID and any other things that you don't want to be breathing, converts them into harmless hydrogen peroxide, which then gets stuck in the little trap, filter trap, and you throw it out each month. Hang on. Need a drink. And I don't have any water. That's unfortunate. Uh, all right. Again, call or text 616-516-8579 or just reach out to him just to get the AC tuned up at 79 bucks. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. In, in West Michigan, you have a place you can trust to get your vehicle fixed. Call them, uh, 616-532-6600. 616-532-6600. Engine trouble, radiator trouble, transmission, wheel alignment. Uh, something with, uh, I don't know, uh, various suspension problems outside of that. Whatever it is. Oil change. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid Service, and European domestic and Asian models of vehicles. Just about everything minus Volkswagen. And uh, all hybrids, of course. EV, electric vehicles. They're becoming uh, more popular these days. 616-532-6600 for Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid. Okay. Let us take a look at what happened in the first stage of the Tour de France. You got a fan on the side. I'm sharing my screen right now. So if you're listening to the audio podcast, I will link up this video and you can see it for yourself. But I'm going to try to explain it. Um, so you can picture it in your mind's eye. We've got a camera view from a, uh, looks to be like a, uh, a camera on a motorcycle in front of the Peloton, which is a army of cyclists. They're all very, very close. And we've seen these before where if somebody goes down, a good portion of the whole field will go down. And you're going to see it all in this clip. Okay. Uh, you know how like uh, in the Tour de France, 
you'll see people with signs. Well, this one particular lady wanted to be on TV. She um, knows the camera is on this uh, guy, cameraman on the back of the motorcycle. So she's going to um, turn towards that camera and step out into the road just a little bit too much. And she's going to hit this dude right here. Okay. Um, she is coming up. I'm doing it frame by frame. Okay. Right here. Right here. This, this says grandma and grandpa in another language. This is her right here. Now, this sign is the problem. See how far the sign is sticking out? She herself is kind of right on the edge of the road. This sign is going to hit this guy. Okay? Are you seeing what I'm seeing? It's coming. Getting closer. Right here. Now, look at this. This guy has no chance whatsoever. Oh, my God. What a dumb bitch. Oh, no. And he goes down, and then, oh, no, there they all go. Oh, my God, bikes go flying. Here's a slow-mo look at it again. Oh, dude. Okay, this is rough. These guys look back. Um, watch this. Okay, here, here is the dude that's going to get hit. Right here. Uh, T. Martin. And they're kind of like doing it frame by frame. And then there she is. Boom. Watch this. Oh, my God. Look at this mass of dudes. Look at this. Look at this pile of guys. Oh, that's like something boring Dean would beat off to. Look at this guy's bike broke in half. Holy shit. That was impressive. That crazy bitch leaned right out in front and took out the whole field. Oh. And now, uh, if I'm understanding this correctly, the cops are looking for her. Um, there was uh, uh, the, there's a team from um, the Netherlands. The whole team got taken out. Uh, Tony Martin was the guy who made contact with this dumb bitch's sign. He suffered a road rash from the crash, but he was able to rejoin the race. Germany's Joshua Sutherland had to withdraw. Several others were injured, including Spain's Mark Soler, who withdrew from the race following the completion of the stage after he suffered frack. He they broke both arms and he finished the stage. Tour deputy director, somebody French, uh, said they plan to sue. We are suing this woman who behaved so badly. He said we are doing this so that the tiny minority of people who do this do not spoil the show for, for anyone. Lieutenant Colonel Joel Shearer of the French Gendarme also told the media that they intend to charge a suspect when she's found. They haven't yet found her. She took off for unintentional short-term injury through a manifestly deliberate breach of duty or safety. Or, or, that's a big charge. That's a long-winded charge. My God, was that something? Uh, I actually love the Tour de France. I uh, I used to watch watch it like religiously, but I've been so out of the game for so long that I completely forgot it was on. But I got to check that out. But can you believe that? That dumb bitch. Holy shit! Absolutely terrible. Okay, uh, I have a, a bit of audio I want to play for you. It just sounded weird. Um, there was a, there's a show on MSNBC that's way woke. It is called uh, Gay Talk or Byline. And it's B-Y-E. 
Uh, Jonathan, hold on a second. Jonathan Capehart is the host on MSNBC. Yeah, it's called Byline. And I think it's uh, all things gay in the news. Okay? All things woke and all things gay. Maybe. I I might be getting that wrong. I might be reading into it too much. But anyway... Uh, it seems like every time I, uh, I I did check him out, it was all he was talking all sorts of uh, uh, various uh, gay subject matter, gay this, gay that, and it's Pride Week or Pride Month, so you know every time you turn around, there's something going on. Well, uh, Capehart, he is interviewing um, two people, Dana Nessel, and who the hell else? That would be Maura Healy. Both of these women are attorney generals, attorneys general for their respective state. Uh, Nestle in Michigan and Healy, I don't know where she is from. Massachusetts. She's the attorney general for the state of Massachusetts. So uh, Capehart has these two women on. Now, I had no idea that Dana Nestle was a lesbian. Okay. Uh, it just, I had never heard that. Uh, so he has these two on and, uh, the focus of the story is that, uh, however many years ago, there was, uh, very few people that were out of the closet uh, that held office. And nowadays there's like a lot of people. So, um, uh, but then he talked about how on a state level, it's not, not nearly as many as on a national level, on a federal level. Uh, these two are the outliers. She's Nestle's a lesbian and Healy's a lesbian. Now, uh, this guy in this clip, uh, he kind of struggles, but um, in this clip, the way he words this, it just, I, I was actually in the other room when I heard it, and I was like, t- and the NFK was watching it. I said, did he just ask which one of you lesbians got, got elected first or something like that? And the Victory Fund was first founded in 1991. There were fewer than 50 out LGBTQ elected officials in the U.S. at any level of government. Okay, now he's constantly saying LGBTQ, LGBTQ, and he says it enough that it just rolls off the tongue. He's supposed to actually be saying LGBTQ+, which is clumsy. It's always wordy. It's terrible, Okay. There's nothing easy about saying LGBTQ+. Just say whatever. So these two are lesbians. He finally says fuck it and just refers to them as lesbians. Today, there are 988. But there are only eight out LGBTQ officials serving in statewide elected offices. And two of them join me now. Dana Nessel is the Attorney General of Michigan. And Maura Healey is the Attorney General of Massachusetts. Both welcome to the Sunday show. Hi, Jonathan. Great to be with you. Likewise. Okay. So I'm trying to remember which one of you is the first lesbian elected as attorney general or or statewide in the nation. Uh, That would be me. (laughs) Am I the only one that thinks that that sounds what a ridiculous question to open with? Which one of you was the first lesbian elected? I mean, and one of them has to go, I'm the first lesbian. It was Healy, Maury. It was not Nestle. Nestle's just sitting there like, I, I was not the first lesbian. The other one was the first lesbian. Elected as. So I'm trying to remember which one of you is the first lesbian elected as attorney general or, or statewide in the nation. <laughs> uh, that would be me. I got elected back in. 
2014, Jonathan. I was a civil rights lawyer in the attorney general's office. I brought and won our state's challenge to the Defense of Marriage Act. Ah. And then I ran as a first-time candidate and got elected and was thrilled to see A.G. Nessel join shortly thereafter. Right, because in, in okay, and now this guy he kind of gets in the weeds. He starts. He sounds. He sounds like stuttering John. Joined shortly thereafter. Right, because in in reading in reading the bio, I was tickled. I, I read. Um, I was tickled. Ag Nessel's bio. I read yours first, and it said that you were that you were the second uh, uh, out LGBTQ person elected a Ag, and the first was Ag Healy. Okay, so you're telling me you have two people on and you're interviewing them and you can't figure out you have to ask them which one of you was the first lesbian elected as an attorney general you haven't you you don't have that prepared you don't have to i mean that's actually pretty significant i the fact that you didn't know is one thing the fact that during the clip you said which one of you lesbians is the first lesbian to be elected Holy shit. And then he asks Nestle, and again, I didn't even know she's a lesbian. God, she's hot. Holy shit. Her and Whitmer. They, they, these two women are just stone cold stunners. I don't care. I will fight any of you who disagrees with that, by the way. He asks Nestle this question. It's just a terrible question. But um, A.G. Nestle um, in, in Michigan, talk about... He can't, like, say anything without sounding like he's fucking twisting in the wind. But um, A.G. Nestle um, in, in Michigan, talk about... Did your sexual orientation even factor in um, your getting elected? Or Yeah, it factored. I won the election. What do you think, asshole? What a dumb question. Did you being a lesbian factor into in the election well i won didn't i i guess it didn't what what a stupid question um you're getting elected or maybe you know hurting you with voters if at all (laughs) yeah it hurt me with voters i won jonathan capart you suck oh I, I was in the other room reading, and I'm like, what is going on with this guy? He sounds like an idiot. The show is called Byline. I might need to check that out more just to see how terrible this guy. Um, Dirk says, don't back that out. Melinda, Whitmer isn't hot. Melinda says, Whitmer is not hot. Well, I mean, that's a matter of opinion. Okay. What is wrong with you? All right. Uh, all right. Here we go. What else do we have? Oh, my God. We have an, uh, nominees for Asshole of the Day. Who are they going to be? Please, please let me know who you think will be the Asshole of the Day brought to you by these two great sponsors, JM Synthetics, online at jmsynthetics.com or TC Paintball. It's that simple tcpaintballgr.com and then of course my friends at JM Synthetics. Thank you. Where the hell Aha! Oh God. Uh, Last week's asshole of the day on Friday was the guy who got shot by the paintballs because he was such a douchebag. Nominees for asshole of the day. Me driving through a police roadblock. Uh, Nick Cream. 
How about uh, uh, Colonel of Butt Cheeks or whatever? Uh, let's see. Nobody broke the, and the leg-breaking incident. I don't think you can really make somebody an asshole today. Uh, Tyler Doan. Perhaps Tyler Doan? The Motor City Man Man. Probably not. That was a long time ago. The NFK for losing his patience. Gwen Berry, the crazy bitch who's all pissed off because they played the national anthem and she said it's a setup. Or how about the dumb bitch who wrecked the Tour de France for half the field? I think we're down to two competitors. I think it's a lady who wrecked the Tour de France and Gwen Berry. I just don't like Gwen Berry for being butthurt. I don't care that she feels a certain way about the country. I don't like that she was that butthurt. Uh, Racist Brian for trying to hold down the black man. Uh, Your nominations, please. Okay. I would say an audible mention for Gwen Berry, but the Tour de France bitch is going to get it. I mean, seriously. People hurt. People work the in, in, the entire year for that race, and this stupid whore screws it up for them. Screw you. That is your af- uh, asshole of the day for this, the 28th of June, 2021. Okay, don't forget, follow the show. Uh, uh, subscribe to the um podcast on any of your podcasting platforms if you would subscribe to it rate it and review it i would love that thank you so much for being part of this on this monday got the patreon bonus podcast coming up at 11 a.m eastern till next time thanks folks have a good one bye-bye